Hello, Taiwan Talk podcast listeners. This is Keith Manconi. And today we're going to be bringing you another morning show extended interview. This one recorded live on air with host Terry Engel, bright and early on the morning of December 9th. In this next hour, we're going to be hearing how one German expat managed to break down some cultural barriers here in Taiwan and caused a little bit of buzz in the local media along the way. So let's kick things off. Here it is, the morning show with Terry Engel. I hear TFM 100. That's Cheryl Crow kicking off the 10 a.m. here. It's eight minutes past 10, and it being a Wednesday, this is the time where we get our extended interviews, uh, and we're all ready to go with this. Why don't, uh, why don't we uh, leave it to you, Keith? What do we have this week? Well, I always kick these things off with a broad generalization, so here's <laughs> the broad generalization for today. Okay. Uh, all of us expats here in Taiwan need to find a way to uh, break into this society, uh, you know, break into the culture of this new home for us. Uh, so some of us to do that, we learn uh, language, others uh, join local groups, activities. Today's guest, though, has found quite a unique way to connect with local Taiwan culture. What she did is she started working at one of those streetside round cake shops. You know the you know the cakes I'm talking about. I I am I do know the cakes like little flying saucers almost. Yep. Yeah, they're, and there's a little sort of hot iron that they're poured into. That's exactly. Sort of, yeah, okay. Often some bean curd in the middle. Okay. Uh, now apparently, seeing a young German girl selling round cakes with uh, fluent Chinese and sometimes even Taiwanese, I might add, uh, was enough to stir up uh, some interest here. And there have been news reports about her over the past three years, and uh, recently even a uh, viral video. <laughs> well, in the most notable feature about that is, is in, in the foreground, the uh, person goes, wow, Taiwanese, Taiwanese. Yeah, you can't even hear the Taiwanese that well in that video, but that was enough to get to, you know, a couple hundred thousand, uh, tens of thousands uh, of hits. And right, the most notable thing is Taiwanese. Uh, so our guest today, she goes by a couple of names. Uh, her English slash German slash Polish name is, uh, let's see if I get this right, Michelle Vat. Vatkaviak. I had it better off air. I swear oh, to God, I had Vatkaviak. You've been practicing for a week. I was, man. Vatkaviak. Uh, in Chinese, it's a Chen Chen Shuar. And in uh, well, in the media, she is known as the Red Bean Girl or Hongdou Bing Mei. Red oh, Bean King Girl. Bing Mei. They've got to put a Mei on the end of everything. Exactly. Okay. Well, Michelle. Welcome to the program. Hey, good morning. <laughs> so how's business at your shop? Good, good. It, it is certainly busy. It is really busy at the moment. Now, That's good. let's begin by just asking you, first of all, where are you selling the, the round cakes? Where, where are you located? Um, we are located in Banqiao, Zhuguangru, Zhuguanglu. Mm. near Shimpu Station, exit 4. Oh, really? oh, I didn't know it was that close to my house. You wow. Could, you could have eaten one of these uh, red bean cakes and not even known it. I may have. I may have. It's a little place called Funway Red Bean Cake. Michelle, let's let's kind of set the uh, set the stage for all of this before we we talk more about the the cakes and how you got into that. Let's talk about uh, where you're from and what brought you to Taiwan. What brought me to Taiwan? First of all, I'm from Germany. I'm mm -hmm. from the north of Germany, Hamburg, and um, the first time when I came to Taiwan was. Um, with my friend, 
because she would like to come to Taiwan. She had here some friends, but she said, "I don't want to go alone here." Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went with her, and after two weeks, it was just like, "I don't want to go back to Germany." Right. Yeah, we all yeah. kind of get bitten by that bug. Yeah, exactly. I came here for vacation as well. Seventeen <laughs> years later, I'm still here. Nine times out of ten, that is the expat story. That it, it seems to be everybody's story. Ah, I just came here for a couple of weeks, or I came here for you know a month or something, and never it, left. Exactly. I came after three days. I just asked, uh, told my friend, um, "Sorry, Anna, I think you need to go home alone." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Sent her yes. home alone. Yes. And wow. after two uh, two weeks, I just called my mom. Mom, I don't think I want to come back. Wow. They went viral in what, Germany. What was it that, uh, and, and I know this is a terrible, I have to answer this question a million times, and I, I hate to be the person that asks this question now, but but what was it that, that kind of uh, enamored you so quickly about Taiwan? It was, I know this question, they asked me a lot of times yeah, this course. question, but um, it was just kind of magic, you know. I just didn't understand it by myself, but it was just like the whole feeling I got here in Taipei, the feeling of freedom, the good weather, I could ride the motorcycle, you know, this, I just thought it is exactly my thing, you know, mm-hmm. for my character, it is just the way I would like to live. Did you find it, uh, the way the way I did, I always explain it, the very similar, but uh, to say that because Taiwan was just so different from Canada, I mean, like, everything is completely opposite, it, it really intrigued yes. me. Yes, it is. That's true. Of course, Germany is also the exact opposite. I think a little bit similar to Canada mm-hmm. because um, our weather is slightly colder. Yeah, a lot colder. Yeah. And at we... Uh, in Canada, do you have Sunday open? Um, you know, it never used to be open on Sunday. Uh, yeah. They've, they've kind of changed that since in the past few years. Okay, we uh, still have it. So in Taiwan, it's just like everything open 24 hours. All the hours. time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. By the time 6 yeah. o'clock comes in Canada, in a lot of places, everything's shut down and it's done. But here, yeah, just 24 hours kind of goes all the time. No, it's interesting that those are the first things that uh, come to your head right now because in the media reports, in the yes. Chinese language media reports I see about you, the clip that they always use yeah. is the part where you say, oh, I really like Taiwanese boys. <laughs> That's always <laughs> the one they choose. They that. That's always the one they choose. Well, I, I was sometimes, it, this is not a lie because I was maybe a little bit different from my schoolmates because normally the German girls or the Western girls, I think, don't really prepare, uh, prefer the Asian guys. Right. And... um my German friend is just like, hey, Michelle, what about your five centimeters friend? Uh, <laughs> right, okay. You know, they just they just think, oh, they're just so small and uh, why? And But I was just like from a very early age really into Asian guys. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was just like that. One of those things. And I think that. Taiwanese boys look slightly nice. So, they, so they, yeah, no, they. No. So that was a factor for you in uh, choosing where you were going to settle. <laughs> Maybe. We'll that's, leave it at that. that's interesting. Yeah, no, no, yeah, well, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I know you, you talked about the weather and everything, but now weather, we're, yeah. This is why we have these extended interviews exactly. so that we can really get to the real answers, get to the real stuff. That's why we. That's why we get there. Good. Okay, so you decided to stay here in Taiwan, and um, obviously, and. Jeez, I, I, I guess you just kind of say it how it is when there's a tall, good-looking kind of Western lady here. You're going to get attention no matter what, and you found that as soon as you can. Yes, 
Definitely. Right. I think every foreigner, just like 175 meters high, um, girl, young, is experiencing the same thing. I would imagine so. They seem, yeah. again, uh, Taiwanese folks seem to be, and, and it's, it's uh, a result of just not having a lot of tall, good-looking, young Western women here. Yeah, it is It is just like uh, everything what we do is just, wow, how it's just a four stations from my, you know. You almost feel like they're about to pat you on the head. They're so excited. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Most Sometimes, people can't reach. You're pretty tall, though. <laughs> Sometimes I just think, am I retarded? I guess I can do, I can yeah, talk yeah, to MRT, yeah, right. you know. Well, this is something that we're definitely going to yeah. touch on as, as yeah. we kind of go through here today. And that kind of almost patronizing uh, sometimes. And, and uh, you've already uh, touched on that. So we'll get to that. Um, just as we continue here, but now let's let's kind of move on as to how you got into selling the round cakes and selling the cakes. It's very very unique. Yes, yes. And when I came to Taiwan the first time, was just like I want to integrate myself into the society. Mm -hmm. This was my aim. I set myself an aim, and for me it was clear. So I cannot. Uh, teach English or just be together with foreign foreigners. I also said to myself, the first year I come here, I don't have any foreign friends mm -hmm. because otherwise, where's my Chinese? You know, right? Because I also did not want to go to the language school. I tried it, but I just said um, because I teach myself, I teach myself Japanese before or uh, Hindi before, and I just said I'm my best teacher. Mm -hmm. The one who decides what I do and where I do. So when I just came to Hongdobin, it was more like I didn't search for that. It was just like I bought the cakes. And at that time, I needed to find a small work because working holiday, you need to find a work to finance yourself. And then he just said, hey, I have an idea. Why don't you want to help me here? I just need someone at the, at the moment. I just said, okay, yes, why not try it? And it's as simple as that. Yes. Just kind of felt, it found you. You didn't find it. It found yes. you. Yes, it found me. Or I found the red bean cake, and the red bean cake decided to give me a try. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you. Well, how fa how long was it until uh, people started noticing you on the street? Was it just on the first day you were already yes. getting a lot of stares? O almost immediately. Yeah, I would I, imagine. Because uh, the first time I just did it part time in the evening, and then it just got more and more. And after three uh, three months or two months, I just got the first news report. Then the news reporter just came, eat my red bean cake, and just said, oh, "Okay, I think I would like to report that girl." Oh wow! What a scoop! What a scoop! <laughs> I'll tell you that much. All right, Michelle. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that we've kind of set the stage and we kind of know what you, how you got here and what you're doing here, we're going to take a break. Because uh, we've got to have uh, we got a commercial break coming up here, and when we come back, we're going to kind of talk about these cultural intricacies that you navigate. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly, and how you navigate them, and and your response to these sort of things is you've, as you said, sort of taken it upon yourself to integrate. You didn't use. Uh, a language school like a lot of people do. A lot of people, you're right, will integrate through, uh, you know, a relationship, you know, like a, a romantic relationship. A lot of people get integrated through jobs. A lot of people get integrated through uh, different events. But, but this is very unique. You took it upon yourself to kind of integrate yourself into uh, Taiwanese culture without anybody else's help. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about some of the uh, the ins and outs of that coming up. we got to take ourselves a short break. We are here amongst our extended interview for the week. Here's the morning show with Terry on ICRT. Here comes the best music. Jump in the car and listen to me all the way to work. I love 
listening at lunch. Your English connection in Taiwan. I listen at work. I listen at home. I listen all the time. ICRT. 10.23 in the morning. We return here. It's the morning show with Terry. Our extended interview. Keith is in with us, and uh, as is Michelle. And I'm not going to take a crack at pronouncing <laughs> your last name, so why don't you do it for us? Um, the real pronunciation of my name is Wojtkowiak. Wojtkowiak. But you did it quite well. Oh, yeah. Well done, Keith. Speaking <laughs> of patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> so we move to this part of the conversation, and this is really what we want to talk about here today, is the integration of a completely foreign culture into Taiwanese culture here, especially... And I think you're just such a great sort of subject. I hate to uh, use the word subject here, but you're such a great example of what we want to talk about and probably will get some great reactions out of you because this is something that you really just took on in a very organic nature. This is something where you said, I'm going to go and I'm going to work as a Taiwanese. I'm going to go learn the language the way uh, just, you know, a non-student would through the process of cultural integration. Um Let's talk about some of the challenges of doing that that way, first of all. See, I'm, I'm completely the opposite. I've been here for 17 years, uh, but I did go to language school. Um, I did have, let's say, uh, romantic interests that kind of, <laughs> that kind of help you along the way. Or it, it, it's just a, it's a, it's a little bit more, um, what do we say? There's a bit more of a track to it. Yeah, exactly. Still organic though. It, it is very organic at times, but, uh, it just eases you into the culture a little bit more when there's somebody that you're kind of, uh, doing it with, if you will. Um, so tell us about some of the some of the hard aspects of it, or some of the challenges that you've you've faced. Um, challenges. When I came, of course, first misunderstandings. I think, for example, the Taiwanese don't tend to take people home to their houses, but in right. Germany we do that. Yes. Because outside is too cold, and when we meet, when I meet my friends, it's mostly inside. Yeah. And when I uh, lived with my friend when I came here, and I just asked, I want to take my friends or my boyfriend home, um, they, they said no. I just said, why? Well, why I can't? He just said, no. This is just like Im impossible. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Yeah. That's something that uh, I haven't really talked about we haven't really yeah. talked about before but you're right in, in in Canada as well it's the same thing I mean it's nothing to just invite people over to your house at any time yeah really just and for dinner or for anything yeah but I the came apartments here as a teen, you know uh, as a teeny you know I came here with 18 19 and then I was just like I want to meet my friends and I want to come home late but they the Taiwanese families also when you live with them they uh, seem to still have control over their teens or in the 19, 20, 21, 22. This is what I was not used to. Yeah, right. So you were actually living with a Taiwanese family? I was living with a friend for the first two months. and But my real aim is because they have been very nice to me. But I really wanted to do it by myself. So after two months, I just um, moved out to my own place. To your own place. Yeah, right. That's... Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, you're right. That's there. There's a challenge right there, especially when you just jump in and live with a Taiwanese family, such a different culture. You're right. It is completely different, completely different in the way that uh, teens grow up here as mm. opposed to the West. No question about that. Unquestionable, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff. This is, and the other thing, maybe it was just like, if I have a problem, I tell you very directly, but they don't. Right. So me as a stupid German girl, I don't sometimes understand the meaning behind the words. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was just like 
a little bit confusing. Got to learn to read between the lines a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's another interesting point is that, uh, yeah, in the West as well, we're pretty direct. I tell Keith exactly how I feel about him. <laughs> right? Like, we just discussed that, you know what I mean? But you're right. It's not. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a little Why, bit different. Whenever anybody sees me after work, I'm usually crying. It's, <laughs> it's usually how that happens. No, but you're right. And the, and the Taiwanese are very indirect in in their feelings uh, about somebody or something and, and always very sort of uh, outwardly polite anyway. Yeah. What about at work, though? I mean, because you, I mean, you don't just work at this uh, round cake stand. You've also kind of uh, taken it upon yourself to develop it a little bit and try to become uh, a business partner in the enterprise. So yes. has uh, navigating the intricacies of a Taiwanese business, has that been a challenge or has that come pretty naturally to you? I think um, for me, doing business and interacting with people despite all the problems is quite a natural thing for me. So I've, um, I've worked since I'm very small. And I also worked in the service industry. I was a waitress in a French restaurant. Even my German clients just really liked me and liked my attitude and um, that I'm very natural with the customer. So this was not... And actually, it was so fun, you know, hmm. to um, just see the Taiwanese um, clients because they're different from the German ones. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I've found that uh, just kind of navigating the intricacies of, of culture... Usually it's the things that make me maddest. Like I, I, I get really mad about some uh, interaction I've had with a coworker or with somebody I know. And usually it's those things that are the things that remind me like, oh, wow, I'm way too uptight about thing X or thing Y. And it just reminds me like, why do I care that much about that thing? Mm. And that's uh, at the center of some dispute that really just didn't even need to happen. Have you had any kind of experience like that? And sorry, man. I, <laughs> uh, oh, I thought you were talking about a dispute with me. Oh, okay, oh, okay, all right, right. No, 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 no. cross cultural dispute. Oh. This is a personality oh. dispute that we oh, okay, have. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It, it is just like um, a cultural dispute with my coworkers. It was just like sometimes when they have a problem, they don't speak with me. Hmm. They speak maybe with another coworker or with my boss. Mm -hmm. And I just then I will go straight forward to them and just say, what kind of problem do we have? What do you want? Just like um, I did not wash it cl uh, clean enough for them and gave it to them, not like they wanted. They don't speak with me when they have a problem. They just go to my boss, and I just say, "You don't go to my boss." Actually, I'm also I'm I'm longer there than you, and you can tell me, you know, mm. just tell me directly because if I have a problem, I tell them directly. But sometimes they're not happy about that, mm. not happy at all. Mm -hmm. Or another thing is the long working hours. Mm -hmm. Just um, that expectation. Yes, they have here in Taiwan. They have the expectations. We have uh, we open up from one, and sometimes they expect expect when the customers are coming that we just do a little bit more liquid and um, sell more. We in the Western is just like nine o'clock, um, shaban just shaban. Yeah, right. Off work is off work, and everything else. Okay, you can come tomorrow. Yeah. But in Taiwan, it is not like that. Yeah, it's a little different, isn't it? Yes. Just the, even the culture of of working. Yes. You're exactly right. Things are. Uh, we 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 set the rules out in the West, and and we kind of follow those rules, and yeah. that's how it is. And I mean, especially we have just a small store, so we don't have anything like um, uh, insurance when something happens, you know. Or really clear um, working time, we also don't have. So I also have been. I mean, I also have been to the night market to sell. Um, I can work very hard, and actually, it's a kind of challenge for myself. How far can I go? I went to a lot of night market, and I also worked until two o'clock in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. Do you feel you get special treatment because you're uh, because you're a tall young lady, Western lady? 当然 Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> of course, I think this is definitely a difference. When my, I mean, my coworker is in the same age like me, and it's a difference when I work there and when she is working there. Or it would be a difference if I would be、um, smaller or a little bit rounder. You know, it is. It is a point. Is it? It's an attraction point, definitely. Do you think that? And 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 I mean, this is something that is is. In a positive is is a positive reaction sometimes, but it's also sort of negatively. I, the point that I'm trying to get at is that、uh, you here in Taiwan are looked upon differently because you're a tall Western lady working here, right? Yes. We can we can ag- agree on that, and that has its advantages, but it also has its disadvantages. Yeah, when it- which which I think sometimes. Uh, and at least in my experience in talking, and I talk about culture a lot,、uh, especially going to different universities, and I speak about this a lot. I think it's something that Taiwanese people at large don't understand, which is okay. Yes, there is what we might call racism, okay, in, in which people are treated very negatively and and with with bad intent.、Um, But there's also this other kind. This positive racism. This positive racism,、yeah. which is which is. Um, yeah, you're right. Doesn't maybe have the negative uh, uh, effects that、yeah. we, as the word racism, understand. But by definition, is still、mm. racism. You still in a box because you are being treated differently because,、yeah. or, or, or even, or even sexism, if you will, because you're being treated differently because you're Western, because、yeah. you're a lady. Yes, exactly. So there's the positives and the the negatives of this, but it still, by definition, yeah. exists. Yeah,、uh, a friend just told me, "Oh, you're just you're just、um, treated like this because you're a foreigner, because you're white, because you because you're a girl." So if there would be a Vietnamese inside the store,、uh, she wouldn't she would not get any attention. And I just tell him, "Okay, I know that is true, but I think you're very mean to me because I also do my best." Yeah, right. You know, it is not just not like I、uh, I, I stand、um, next to my store and say, "Oh my God, look, I'm so pretty." Oh, look, I can't do the red bean cake. No, I do my best. Right, even by nature、yeah. of people pointing that out is, again, by definition, yeah, a、uh, uh, racist. I think one of the most difficult things there is that、uh, you, no matter how positive the stereotypes are, if you're being put in a certain racial category, you're in a category, you're in a box, you've been defined. By how you look, do you feel like you've been able to get past that? I mean, your language skills are obviously very good. You've you've really put an effort into understanding the local culture and learning how to relate to people in their own terms. Has that been a help? Yes, definitely,、mm-hmm. definitely. Because I um I learned Asian Asian languages and I um thought about the Asian culture a long time ago. So I think I can handle that. Do you um? We talked about this earlier. This is what we touched on earlier. Where as soon as you speak Chinese, people seem to be enamored by it, even if you haven't really said too much. Is are, are, are do people again like just to follow up on what Keith is saying? Do they get past that pretty quickly? Like first of all, it's oh my god, she's speaking Taiwanese. Oh my god, oh my god, and and, and people kind of freak out, even though you've only said a few words. But then. But then, as they're kind of there, or they return to buy red bean cakes and become a little less enamored with the fact that you've spe- spoken Taiwanese they, or Chinese, then they kind of take to you as a person. Yeah, they're two. They're two、um, kind of people. They're my friends. Sometimes my friends just say, "Oh, your Chinese sucks." 
<laughs> your Chinese is really not good. Look at your look look at your signs. They're not pretty. And then there are also the customers. The first time customers always just like, oh, ni gong dai how li hai oh. They are always just like. Actually, it never changed when I came here for two months or now for three years. It's just like, oh, you don't want to do Your Chinese is so good. Mm-hmm. But when they come, I also had the possibility to establish real friendships mm-hmm. over the red bean cake. So, of course, it is just like they don't come every time and say, oh, your Chinese is so nice or your Chinese is so nice. They just um, see that they can have real conversations with me. That right. it's not, this is what they're realizing after time. That it's not like I can say, hello, goodbye, how much does it cost? So mm-hmm. this is why I have a lot of friends from the Red Bean store. So again, yeah, just to, just to follow up on that. So, uh, so culturally speaking, people get kind of, I guess, I guess like anybody else, I guess Taiwanese folks get shocked when they see this sort of thing, but also get past it pretty quickly. And, and, yes. and you're able to kind of develop a friendship because yes. that's certainly how how it has been in my experience as well yeah my only problem is that uh you know I, I meet a new cab driver every day and so they never have a chance to get over it i have the same conversation every day because no. it's like every day it's like Zhao, freak out yeah, Zhao, yeah freak yeah. out yeah yeah no you're you are right you're exactly right about that and but i you know i i always try and put myself into another situation anytime i always feel weirded out or or uh, upset by a cultural situation i always try and think about it the other way. So if I was in Canada and a Taiwanese person came up and spoke English to me, uh, I wouldn't be that freaked out. I wouldn't be that. However, if a guy I went to high school with, um, you know, uh, of uh, Italian-Canadian descent, all of a sudden spoke Urdu, I would be. I would freak out. I'd probably mm-hmm. have the same reaction. So I just have to always put myself out in, in what situation would I be in where I would be that way too. And I guess if I, you know, one of my buddies from high school spoke Urdu, I guess it's not that far off from having a tall German lady uh, uh, speaking or selling red bean cakes. Yeah. I it's, guess not. It's understandable. It's, it's understandable, yeah. Let's get to the media sensation before uh, this segment uh, rounds out. Um, so, you know, there, there, there has been a number of news reports about you. Uh, uh, all the way back in 2012, there were a bunch of them. And then more recently in November, there was another batch when this uh, video that we played at the beginning of the hour kind of cropped up. How do you feel about all that? What do, you, what, what do you take away from that, being at the center of all these news cameras? Uh, the first time it was just like very surprising because one day they just came all and I was just a very young girl and could not really handle that. Mm. You know, I mean, it was exciting. It was new. It was cool. And it is still, you know, it is, it still is. When I see myself on TV and my friends call me, Michelle, I saw you. <laughs> Michelle, I saw your report. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yao Hong Le. Yao Hong Le. It is still, um, I feel honored. I really, mm-hmm. I really feel honored by that the Taiwanese are so interested in my story. So, sort of contrary to what we're saying, or not contrary to what we're saying, but just to uh, differentiate, you don't feel like you've just been put up on a pedestal because uh, you're, you're uh, again, a, a foreign lady here selling red bean cake. Um, the first time, the first time when I was um, in TV, it was like that. But now it's just like I also they, I told them my story, and they're not only interested in my red bean cake. It is just like they're also interested in the story behind me. What do I do? Where come I from? What are the situations in my country? Why really did I came to Taiwan? Right. Excellent. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We gotta take ourselves another break, and when we come back, 
we're going to kind of put your red bean cakes to the taste here, or to the test. <laughs> to the t well, to the a little bit of both. She, the, she, she brought some. So. To the taste test. To the taste test. So we're going to do that when we come back. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We're also going to put your, uh, we're going to put your language skills to the test a little bit. Okay. And we're, uh, we're excited about this. So stay with us. We're here with, uh, Michelle, uh, Hongdo. May is that what uh, you're Hongdo Bing May. Hongdo Bing May. Don't forget the Bing. <laughs> Sorry about the Hongdo Bing May here uh, on our extended interview for the week on the morning show with Terry. ICRT. 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 FM 100. ICRT FM 100. We are back. It is. Uh, we're amongst the extended interview here, and we've got Michelle the Hongdo Bing May, who is. Uh, who is here? She's a uh, German lady. She sells red bean cakes. She has a uh, a, a stand out near the, the Shimpu station. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. And uh, Keith, what are we going to do with uh, these 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 round cakes that we've got here? All right. So we've been talking about these media reports that you're in all morning. Uh, another element of these media reports is a lot of times what they have you do is they have you sell the red bean cakes in. Uh, all the different languages that you know. That's one thing that you're known for is you can sell these red bean cakes in many different languages. I've seen seven is the number that I've seen. Is that is that an accurate number? Yes, it is. Seven is the number that we have. So you were nice enough to bring in a batch of red bean cakes. Uh, and uh, we're just going to see how well you can sell them to our listeners out there. And we'll be the proxies for those listeners. That's right. We, Terry. We'll, we'll test them now. We just we have to know that these are authentic. Did you make these ones? Did you make these red bean cakes? I made these red bean cakes. You actually made these. Okay, so this makes oh, them all. This that is a much good morning for us. The Hongdo Bing Mei came in with her own handmade red bean cakes. Oh boy, this is certainly a, a special day here on the morning show. So why don't we get those cakes out? And how many how many have you brought here? I brought six cakes. Okay. And every uh, we have six flavors, and I brought every I brought every flavor. Okay. We well, have. then this is almost perfect. Then why don't with these cakes, each one that you have, why don't you sell them to us in a different language and explain why this is the flavor that we have to have? Yeah. Can you do that? Uh, I try. I try. <laughs> okay. 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 So so can, can can we randomly pick one of the languages you speak and have you? Try and sell this to us. Okay. Okay. Here we go, Keith. All right. We're gonna we're just to just to set it up, just to you know establish the concept. We're gonna start off with English, okay. so our listeners are there for the pitch. English. Okay. Sir, uh, I have red bean cake here for you. Would you like to try? It is very delicious. I think. Let me see. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is the cream flavor. It's one of our most favorite flavors. Would you like to try it? I, I say Red yes to that pitch. I say yes to that pitch. Jeez, I'm yeah, I'm upset. I didn't get offered one over there. We're gonna have to sh we're gonna have to share that one. That was such a good pitch. There's a rivalry between us now. Okay, good. So English <laughs> checked off. We knew that was gonna be a good sell. So that was gonna be sell. a cinch. Let's take the let's get red red or the cake number two here. All right, let's notch this up a bit. Let's try this in Chinese. Chinese. Ah, uh, Chinese. Uh, okay. Oh, this is Hongdo. Hongdo is really this是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。这是一个很好的机会。
Oh, wunderbar, wunderbar. Das ist meine Muttersprache. Okay, ich versuche jetzt einfach mal den, den Kuchen zu verkaufen. Das ist jetzt äh, Cheese und Mais. <lacht> Hold on, that's cheating. Käse. That's not German. Käse. Käse. Oh, it's been such a long time that I haven't speak German. No, but it's still my mother language, so don't worry, I can. Um, es ist sehr lecker. Möchtest du mal probieren? Mir right. schmeckt dieser. Sold, sold one to me. This is the part where we eat it. All I'll right. buy that one. Yeah, we'll okay, that good. One. All right, this is beautiful. I'm just going to have a look inside here. because Oh, this is the corn one. Okay. All right. Maybe, one, all right. Maybe I jumped the gun on buying that one. You <laughs> <laughs> chose. Yeah, if only your German was better, you would have known what you were getting. Uh, okay. All right. You are also purported to be able to speak Spanish. Uh, puedo hablar español, pero olvidaré mucho porque no tengo mingos para hablar. Eh, esto es un gato. Uh, it's uh, gato. Gato, I think it means yeah, cat. Cake, yeah, sure. Gato, sure. I was hearing no, no, no. cat. Gato, gato hey, is French. Gato. Means... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is French. Yeah, gato is cake in French, but... but yeah, okay. No, but gato, I think it is a uh, cat in Spanish. Yeah, that is cat in Spanish. Eso es un pastel. Ah, I thought I was going to get a cat. I, I don't want this cake. I wanted a cat. Awesome. Oh <laughs> All right. No, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take and it. what do we have? What, flavor, we'll what flavor is uh, this, this one? This is um, Swamping. This oh, wow. is two, uh, two flavors mixed inside. Wow. Okay, good. It's Man. my favorite. Yeah, right, okay. We're going to awesome. eat all these in a second. Man, I took three years of Spanish in high school and I told you, you're, you're, you're eons ahead of me. I've forgotten everything. I also everything. had three years of Spanish, but I never forgot it because I love Spanish. <sighs> it's such a beautiful... ¿Puedes hablar español conmigo? No es un problema para hablar. Wow, just see. <laughs> Putting <laughs> you to shame there, Southern Cal. <laughs> in so many ways. In so many ways. Uh, okay, let's hear it in French. Uh, French. Alors, monsieur, sur le gâteau, Mais j'aime bien le gâteau qui est, euh, tu peux, tu, alors, j'oublie le, le mot. The, alors, the, moi, the only thing I ever retained in French was this, uh, je comprends pas. Je comprends pas. <laughs> je I ne le comprends understand. pas. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, good one. French? What, we, what else have we got over uh, there? Hindi. What about Hindi? It's a very... Oh, here we go. What about Hindi? Hindi? Uh, you can Hindi. sell these in Hindi? I love Hindi. Actually, Hindi is my favorite language. What? Don't listen to that Hongdo May That's fans. That's crazy. Okay, here we go. Ari sir, mira na Michelle, ye esa cake, esa cake me mujhe bahut achhi lagti hai. Bahut swadishth hai. Wow, nice. Hindi. Almost sounds Spanish in a weird way. Yeah, it did. Are yeah, interesting. Ye Spanish nahi, ye Hindi hai. Ye ye Hindustan hai. Aapka naam kya hai? Ari sir, aapka naam kya hai? Wow. Wait, wait, wait. That's beautiful. Translate, yeah. translate, translate. What did it you say? It is just like, um, um, my name is Michelle, and I have a cake, and um, I like it very much. Mm. Uh, what's your name? Ah, mm. okay. All right. Good. Have you ever had the opportunity to sell it in Hindi on the street? No, because <laughs> I, I have the opportunity to speak Japanese when I work, because one of my coworkers, she lived in Japan before. So when we uh, communicate with each other, uh, this is actually another thing why the people love our store, because me and my coworker only communicate in uh, Japanese. Oh, well, we haven't had Japanese yet. We, we have more languages than we have cakes available. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to give you back a cake. There we I, go. はい、ありがとうございます。私の日本語は本当に悪いですね。あ、日本人の友達がいないからです。これはクリームです。クリームは本当に美味しいです。あなたは食べたいですか?Now wow. wow. folks at home can't even see this, but as soon as she started speaking Japanese, she started doing the head yeah, yeah, exactly. The entire It's just like you change your personalities when you change the language. It right. is really like this. When I speak in is Arisur, 
मेरा नाम मिशेल है आपसे मिलकर मैं बहुत खुशी हुई very well done made by your own hands wow we need to have more food components in these interviews this is a good idea we do i approve of this idea that i had all right well i tell you what michelle thanks so much well i've got a mouthful of food here um <laughs> thanks so much for joining us here today um really an honor to have you on here uh, um such an interesting kind of perspective thank you an interesting life you've set up yeah. for yourself here in, in taiwan i don't know how else to um how else to describe it, but really a, a non-traditional way of integrating yourself into Taiwanese culture. It's I, I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the Taiwanese people really respond to that as well. Yes, and it's also it's also great to hear that you feel like you have uh, gotten a little bit more out of those uh, media stories than sometimes meets the eye. So it's it's cool to hear that as well. But I, I it's just like the the thing I want to tell everybody is just like go your own way. Mm -hmm. This is, um, I also went my own, I just, um, I know what I want. And I just work hard to um, achieve my goal. My goal was not, I did not came to Taiwan to get famous. Mm -hmm. I came to Taiwan to um, do something by myself, to have the feeling that I did something build something up by my own hands yeah right well yeah, i think it's uh, i think it's wonderful that you've taken this approach excellent stuff i'm glad one of those things was round cakes yeah we thank we you. certainly benefited from that uh, <laughs> this morning well thanks michelle uh coming up at the top of the hour we've got uh, the news of course so make sure that you stay with us uh before we get there though we'll talk about our uh themed request hour so stay right where you are this is going to be uh, Bill Withers and Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone as we move towards 11 here. It's the morning show with Terry on ICRT. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. <laughs> and there ain't no Hongdo Bings either when she's gone. That was Michelle Vodkoviak, also known as the Hongdo Bing Mei. You can visit her on her Facebook, which is in Chinese. So got to search for her Chinese name. If you remember, that is Chen Xiaar. And that rounds out another morning show extended interview with Terry Ingle. You can find us online as well. Terry's holding it down on Facebook. Search for Terry ICRT to find him there. I'm just getting into Twitter, so you can tweet at Keith Menconi. Let me know what you thought of the show, or if there's anyone in particular you'd like us to have on next. We can talk about that, too. Alrighty, well, I'll let Bill Withers sing us out. For ICRT, I'm Keith Menconi. See you next time.